Welcome back to the 5-Minute Bible Lesson. If you have not yet listened to my most previous episode, uh, The Gospel Explained, I really encourage you to go listen to that message. Whether you're already a born-again Christian and you might think the message is a bit redundant to you, or maybe you're somebody that's skeptical or curious, I invite you to go listen to that episode. Because we never graduate from the basics of the Gospel, and that's what we talk about in that episode. We need to regularly reflect on it, saved or unsaved saved. Now moving forward, today is a conclusion to that message. It's simply the subject of diagnosing a false prophet. Now why is this really relatable or relevant, I should say, in regards to the gospel message that I talked about just a second ago? Well, the thing is, many people in this world proclaim to be Christian, right? It's one of, if not the biggest quote, religion, unquote, in the whole world. There are many different denominations and uh, groups that proclaim that they are Christian. Something as far as Baptist, to Catholic, to Methodist, to Mormon, to Jehovah's Witness, to Assembly of God, to Pentecostals, Charismatics, you name it. There are a ton. But Jesus tells us that there is obviously one way to heaven, his church, not the 40,000 denominations or different groups, but there is just one true church. So, what does a false prophet mean in all of this? Well, first we need to understand what a false prophet is. See, a lot of times when we hear false prophet, I think we often think of somebody that is so far out in left field that they're easy to proclaim as a false prophet. A great example of this would be Kenneth Copeland, who teaches, well, who knows? He just simply says, if you do this or do that, then God's going to give you riches and beautiful women, and if you don't do this, then God's going to curse you. And It's this prosperity junk that I think anybody with half a mind can describe and see that it is complete garbage and ludicrous compared to the biblical text, right? But a false prophet could also be somebody that perhaps they get 9 out of 10 things right. Now, as a preacher and teacher and evangelist, not that I'm full-time by any means, but somebody that does it, I have to admit that I don't always get things right. I often make mistakes, and it's up to you, my listeners in the body of Christ, to kindly yet firmly rebuke me on those, because I might accidentally mess up, or perhaps I might intentionally mess up, not knowing that I messed up. And so it's important to be merciful to your preachers and guide them back to the truth if they mess up by accident or whatever the case is. That doesn't necessarily mean false prophet if somebody accidentally messes up in regards to um, perhaps they say something they didn't fully understand. But a false prophet could be somebody, again, that gets 9 out of 10 truths right intentionally. They might believe they've got the whole message correct, but perhaps they've got one part of it incorrect, and it can be very detrimental. Now, we're going to talk about baptism and faith and repentance and the biblical response to the gift of salvation. I think every preacher and teacher, no matter what group you're a part of in Christianity, under that umbrella, I should say, Excuse me. No matter which uh, denomination you may be, all preachers and teachers will agree on the first step. That is, God's provision. We all agree that Jesus Christ shed his blood for all. We all agree that Jesus Christ offers that to us through the message of the gospel. All preachers and teachers will uh, uh, proclaim the belief in regards to the importance of hearing the gospel. 
All preachers and teachers will agree on proclaiming the fact that you need to believe the gospel. All preachers and teachers will mostly, I should say most preachers and teachers, will proclaim the truth in agreement of repentance of sin and our rejection of the Lord. Most, if not all, preachers and teachers will agree on the part of confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord to our peers as well as proclaiming that belief to others and proclaiming the gospel to the rest of the world. But now we come to baptism and most preachers and teachers will fight you till the sun goes down in regards to baptism. They'll read baptism all throughout scripture everywhere and they'll come up with excuses. Oh, well, I don't believe you need to be baptized to be saved or in my opinion, you don't need to be baptized to be saved. <coughs> Excuse me. And they'll deny this fact even though scripture clearly makes it simple and easy to understand that baptism is essential in the gospel message. And so what does this have to do with the false prophet? You see Satan and the flesh and false prophets are wise. What I mean by this is they know how to give you enough truth to think that you are fully there, to give you full confidence. A great example of this is people will think diet soda is healthy. What do I mean by that is they'll give you just enough half-truths. Oh, it's zero sugar. It must be healthy and great. Little do they know that it's not healthy and great for you. It's quite terrible for you. So likewise... A false prophet can be somebody that gives you 9 out of 10 truths right. Just enough to make you confident in what you have, even though you might not have it. You see, on the last day, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Why is that? Well, there are many people in this world, in this proclaimed Christian belief, that state they've heard the word, they believe the word, they've repented of sins, and they confess Jesus as Lord, they've spread the gospel, they do all these wonderful things in the body of Christ, but they have not been baptized. They believe it's unessential, they believe they've said a prayer, and they're saved by that. Those people will not be saved on the last day. They will say to God, Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these great things for you in the body of Christ? But I'm sorry, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You've been led astray by a false prophet. Surely these preachers and teachers have given you a lot of truth. Yes, they've told you the gospel message. Yes, they've told you about Jesus' blood and repentance and so on. But if you've been lied to about baptism, I'm sorry, but scripture makes it clear that you need to be saved. And a lot of us, I fear, will be affected by false prophets on the last day. Just enough truth to make you believe that they're truly from God. Just enough Bible verses to make you think that they are truly proclaiming the gospel. But when it comes to salvation, Satan, I'll bring him up in this, he'll get you as close as you can to think you're saved without making, allowing you to be saved. In terms of, you'll harden your heart on baptism. You'll believe the message. You'll repent. You'll confess. And you might devote your whole life to Jesus Christ. But if you're not added to the kingdom, if you're not added to the saved, if your sins are not washed away and you're not given the gift of the Holy Spirit through baptism, you are not saved now and you will not be saved in the last day. You do not have the Holy Spirit, you are still in your sins and you need to be baptized. That's what a false prophet can look like. And so my invitation to you is if you want to be saved, simply look at the Bible. It says, believe and be baptized and you will be saved. It says, repent and be baptized and you will be saved. It says, confess Jesus as Lord with your mouth and believe in your heart and you will be saved. The point is, if you want to be saved, you need to follow the Bible. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through Him. Not, 
my pastor is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except to him. No. My opinion or feelings are the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through them. No. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He says, believe and be baptized and you will be saved. If you don't do that, I'm sorry, you will not be saved. It's as simple as that. Why would God have compassion on you because you did everything except be baptized? Why would he have compassion on you but not on uh, somebody who didn't believe and repent? They're just as lost in their sins as you. God is not a respecter of persons. He will um, do what he says and add you to his kingdom if you respond to the gospel in the right biblical way. If you have not responded to the gospel in the right biblical way, you will not be added to the kingdom. You will not be saved. And on the last day, you will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these wonderful things for you? And God will say, depart from me. I never knew you. So do not allow your life to be in vain because you were led astray by a false prophet. Go to a church of Christ nearest to you. Hear the truth, the unperverted word of God. Respond to it the righteous biblical way. Not the way your pastor, your preacher, your reverend, your minister, your priest, your neighbor, your cousin says, but how the Bible says it. You cannot read the Bible and deny the path of salvation. A lot of people, when their loved one dies, they'll say, oh, they're flying high in heaven because they were a good person. I'm sorry to say, but being a good person does not get you into heaven. There are millions and billions of people that will not be in heaven because of this false teaching, because they didn't believe in the gospel, because they didn't repent, and because they weren't baptized. So, with that in mind, you've heard the gospel message. We now need to stick to the truth of the gospel message and not pervert it. And that is my invitation to you all. Now, to close, side note, off topic. As you've noticed, the five-minute Bible lesson has, well, two significant changes. Number one, the episodes have not necessarily been five minutes, as you've seen by my last one, which was about 30 minutes. And so far from looking down at my record time, I've noticed this episode is slightly over 10 minutes. That's something to keep in mind, which brings me to my next point as to why that might be. I also used to post Monday through Friday. As of lately, it's been more like Monday and Wednesday, one to two a week. A lot of that is, well, I'm so involved in my own congregation and I have a young family and all this going on that... I am sadly at a place where I'm not so consistent in recording these daily five-minute episodes, but I will continue to do my best to be as consistent as possible, and if I don't make a lot of short lessons, I will focus my time and energy on making a couple longer in-depth truthful lessons. You know, not that the short ones weren't truthful, but... I will focus more on quantity over quality, or if there's a time in my life to focus more on quality, or more on quantity, you know, pumping out a lesson every day, then I will do that. For the meantime, I ask that you continue to check in every day or every week on, the, on this podcast app, uh, on your podcast app, of course, and check this show and see if there's new content and continue to listen and share with friends because it's an opportunity to proclaim the gospel and grow in the knowledge of your faith. And if you see that there aren't episodes, whether it's been a day, a week, or even a month, please bear with me. Come back to the show. Stay sub subscribed. We're going to continue, Lord willing, as long as we can to proclaim the gospel utilizing this resource. But I understand the importance of consistency, though I sadly don't always have that. Excuse me, as you've probably seen in the past. So with that in mind, thank you for being a faithful listener and merciful to me. That may be a faithful or unfaithful uh, regular poster. 
But we thank you, and I invite you to share this good news and these podcast episodes to your loved ones. And leave a review. Stop down below the podcast app. Hit an honest review. You could type one, or you could just give me a one out of five star review. Whatever the case is, it will just help this good news get out more. It's not about me. It's about spreading this good news of Jesus Christ. Um, That being said, I also would like to recommend a couple resources. If you're wanting to grow in the faith and learn more, and, well, my podcast isn't as consistent uh, in uploading as you might want. Uh, So that being said, I have a couple podcasts I'd like to recommend. There's one called Added Souls, which is a Church of Christ podcast that proclaims the truth. Um, there's also Cogitations, which is another Church of Christ podcast by the host Tony Brewer. Just recently started listening to him, and I absolutely enjoy both those shows. They dive into, um, they really dive into topics in the faith and really unpack it. If you want to further your faith, and you don't want to necessarily drink the milk, but eat solid food in the faith and really grow in the text and the knowledge of God. And, li- and lastly, there's another one that's called the Bible Study Podcast. I believe the host was, I can't remember the first name, but the last name was McAdams. Just recently started listening to him. It's him and his friend, I believe, or brother in Christ, that they, again, dive deep into these more biblical uh, topics and unpack them. Great shows. And there's also, if you're somebody that likes YouTube, more, there's also the Woodstock Church of Christ YouTube channel. They live stream their Sunday morning Bible classes as well as their Sunday morning worship and their Wednesday night studies. I highly recommend you watch them. I try to watch them as much as I can. Great biblical preaching. And these resources could be very helpful in you growing in your faith and being in the Word of God throughout the week. On top of mine. Mine being the priority. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But thank you all for listening, and I really hope the message... Uh, has and will continue, Lord willing, to speak to you in the truthful, biblical, and inspirational way. 